welcome everyone to our second episode of the block sports i'm here with um, my guest mondo how you doing today yo bro to be honest i'm not so good man i'm not so good as a packers fan i am down ter- terribly bro i'm down bad bro. i'm down, <laughs> down bad, bad huh? I'm d- i need help bro and you know who, who else needs help aaron Rodgers. aaron Rodgers. Bro, let's just talk about this that man needs let's all the get help. that out of like right now this is just talk about it right now first off as a yeah so we go ahead go ahead now i was just saying that we got lots to talk about so let's just dive into it i want to hear your thoughts and just your opinion on what happened the meltdown of the packers and everything so let me know let me hear it. all right as a packers fan i am extremely heartbroken this i mean honestly this this isn't the first time i mean last year we lost to san francisco <laughs> I, that team was really good you know i was a little yeah. i was a little scared not gonna lie but this team with this buck bucks team we could have this should have been our year i mean if you look at the you were the one seed i know we were the one seed we were playing at home we were I honestly don't know. Like, like mid game, I was like, I'm gonna buy a ticket to Green Bay. I'm gonna tell Coach to put me in for Kevin King because honestly, if I could probably, I could probably c- cover Mike Evans right now, bro. Kevin King, he was just looking out there, like looking like he didn't know where he was. So to be honest, that's the frustration is that you know he gave up a big touchdown and a half to um, Scotty Miller, and you know that's what really frustrates me as a Packers fan. Yeah. But I mean, you just have to think, think like. What what does this defense need in order to take the next step? Because if you think about it, Aaron Rodgers has always like I don't want to say he's always put his part on the offense, but he's consistently been there, and it's really it's really sad, especially to see someone with such great talent to lose their prime years, their MVP season that Aaron Rodgers is is having right now. So honestly, I'm yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if I see Aaron Rodgers leave Green Bay, but honestly. I don't know what to tell you, man. I'm so disappointed. I'm sad. I'm really sad, bro. <laughs> All right. Let me let me bless you with some opinion real quick. So here my thing is I don't think I don't think the I think Aaron Rodgers really costed them the game. Mm. Listen to me. All right, okay, before you okay, before okay, you yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead, bro. All right, look, obviously, you know, the Kevin King play at halftime. It was literally up the play right when halftime ended, right? You can't give that up. You obviously cannot give that up because you would have gone down one possession at the half. But, like, when you after you gave that up, it's like it really just, like, ruined the confidence of the team. And I feel like that play really is the one that caused it to my first. But, you know, it's this game it was not a one-play game. You had the whole four quarters. And... Yeah, Tom Brady was amazing in the first half, but in the second half, he was really horrible. He threw three interceptions, and the Packers' defense really showed up. And so when it was the end of the game, you got Tom Brady to do three straight three and outs. And when you had those three straight three and outs, your offense could not do anything. They had three takeaways, and they only had what? I think it was six points, right, off the, off the three takeaways. Right. So literally, your defense kept you in the game. Tom Brady threw the horrible pick to Mike Evans. He threw um, what else did he? He threw that stupid pick um, again, and then the defense really showed up in the end. It was all you—you you had a chance to win at the fourth quarter, but you just couldn't capitalize because your offense, when the Packers' defense would get you off the field and put you and put the offense on the field, 
it was that your offense couldn't stay on the field. You had two straight three and outs. And then at the end, like everybody's talking about the last play, right? Where right. Aaron Rodgers decided not to run it. But obviously he could have ran it and it would have been a more manageable fourth and goal, which maybe Matt LaFleur would have gone for it. But obviously you just have to question Matt LaFleur's decision. Like it's a one possession game. You were down by eight points, right? You're down eight points with like a little bit over two minutes left. And as a head coach, you have to think to yourself like, yo, you have the MVP of the season. You have arguably the best quarterback in the league right now in Aaron Rodgers. And obviously you can say that, oh, he felt good about his defense because his offense wasn't putting anything up. But then you have to think about the fact that they could have capitalized on that. Like if, if Aaron Rodgers capitalizes on that and you get the two-point conversion, it's a tie game. Like obviously Tom Brady gets the ball back. But then when you think about it, your defense is playing lights out, you know? You held them to a field goal, and it was a barely manageable field goal, you know? Right, right. So so in, in the end, it was that your defense kept you in the game, and obviously your coach made maybe not the right call, but it was just Aaron Rodgers lost the game, and there's no other way that you can put it. I, You know what? I hate I hate to disagree, especially on on the go right now. I'm talking about Aaron Rodgers demanding the television. <laughs> But like, yeah, you're you're right about some of the things you said. You're right about how the offense should have taken advantage of the three takeaways. You know, when when the quarterback on the opponent team is able to throw three interceptions, you're supposed to lose that game without exactly. a doubt. You're supposed exactly. to lose the game. But we saw, you know, I'm gonna have to admit it. Even though, like, I hate admitting this, you know, it was the offense's fault. You know, you just don't, you just cannot be able to afford to not score, especially in like the second half. And especially if your season's on the line and especially if the Super Bowl is on the line. Second, secondly, I also agree with the fact that, you know, Matt LaFleur, you know, he's able to coach through some good games, but this game was just, I don't know. Horrible. Horrible. You know what I'm saying? Like when you kick a field goal, you're like, to be honest, I, I, I took it as disrespectful because he doesn't really have faith in the offense. In Aaron Rodgers. Or Aaron yeah. Rodgers or in the, the, yeah. the league MVP. So it's really frustrating for me because, you know, when you don't have that confidence on for your MVP, it's like really like it, show, it shows and it tells. You know, Aaron Rodgers wanted to, go to, wanted to go for it on fourth down. He said it after the game. So it's really Matt. I don't want to blame Matt LaFleur, but it's the coaching that this team that really needed um, – it really needed the coaches to be better and the players needed to play better. So, Yeah. And to add a little bit more to that, like you said, I think Aaron Rodgers does have a point in being very upset because obviously if you – I think as a coach, you can live with it. You can live with saying, okay, I went for it on fourth and goal and my quarterback couldn't make the play or my team couldn't get the touchdown, right? Right. You can, you can live with that yep. because yep. now – but instead right now the hypothetical is – oh, what if he would have gone for it? Right. You never know if they got tied the game. Mm-hmm. So it's like, now it's a hypothetical question, but I think you have, you should have gone for it because you have Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, you know, obviously Aaron Jones got hurt earlier. So I will cut him some slack because obviously you didn't have your run threat anymore. But if you have, you have arguably the best receiver in the game and arguably the best quarterback in the game, 
And I think you at least owe that to your offense to give him a try. Yeah, it's true. And, um, you know, hopefully, you know, Aaron Rodgers thinks about his future in Green Bay, thinks mm-hmm. about what the organization could do for him as a player and for his legacy. Because, I mean, he's one in four in the NFC championships, you know, four mm-hmm. straight losses in the NFC championships. He lost to Atlanta. He lost to the Seahawks, you know, the other, like, um, they choked that game in, in yeah. Seattle. They also lost to the, uh, sorry, the Falcons. the Falcons again and the Niners. So yeah. it's really like, I don't know, man, like, if I were Aaron Rodgers, you know, I would demand, like, a lot from the defense and from the organizations. But we'll talk about that later. Let's continue yeah. on. Let's continue on with the other game, the AFC Championship. Championship game, which was between the Chiefs and the Bills, and the Chiefs absolutely demolished the Bills, 38-24. to 24. Uh, Do you want to start on this? Right. I mean, I mean, like I said it last week, the Chiefs were going to beat the brakes off the, uh, the Bills, so I'm not really, there's yeah. not really nothing to talk about. There's no surprise here. You know, Andy Reid, I had to give it to him, a genius. Uh, Mahomes, he, he had an off game. But still, you know, you can see how deadly that that offense is, right? You can yeah. see how, to me personally, I see them as the favorites to win the Super Bowl. But that's on another topic. But really, I'm really impressed with the. I'm really impressed, and I'm really proud of how the Bills were able to play, although they lost. And I did have them losing. Um, you know, I sense a great future for the Bills, and this is only. There's only to the top the of the slide for them. Yep, this is only the beginning for them. Yeah, agree. I agree to you on that part, but okay, here's my thing about this game. Like obviously I chose the Bills and I was wrong, right? Right. But I mean, the game was in the reach. Mm-hmm. Like you start the game with a drive, you get a field goal, right? Josh Allen gets a field goal, you know, you can live with that. You get Kansas City off the field, right? right. Oh, you actually you actually don't get them off the field. You have a special teams uh, Nicole, what's his name? Um, Nicole Hardman. Nicole Hardman, yeah. He fumbled the ball on the, he fumbled the punt, and then that put the Bills inside the 10-yard line. So you scored a touchdown on that, right? You're up 10-0 in the first quarter. You're up 10-0. And then you give Kansas City the ball, and then they give it right back to you. But then you, if you're Buffalo, you can't. You literally cannot do this. You know the way to beat the Chiefs to keep uh, Mahomes off the field. You did not do that. You're up 10-0 in the first quarter. Yeah, it's early. And yes, if you score, well, you needed a touchdown or at least a field goal. At the very least, a field goal to get two possessions up on them. Because when you get two possessions up on a team, you know, it really changes their whole game plan, you know? Yeah. But I think Buffalo really had a chance to win this game. But when you were watching the game, it was just, you know, Josh Allen, he just couldn't make some throws. Obviously, question mark to him coming in was his accuracy and he improved it drastically last season when he became an MVP candidate but I just feel like Buffalo really had a chance to win this game and they just let it slip out of their hands because as soon as after you punt it on that third drive that really just made everything click for Kansas City and then they just never looked back because Josh Allen was really horrible this game he just overthrowing underthrowing and he was just Stephon Diggs could not get open to save his life. Right, right. Too. So, 
But like I said, this game was in the reach. You just couldn't capitalize when you had to, you know? I mean, if you look at the numbers right now, Tyreek Hill, you know, he had a great day. You know, not surprised once again. He had nine receptions for 172 yards. And Travis Kelsey had 13 receptions for 118 yards, you know? It's really... Kelsey went off. Yeah, it's really like... You think about who they lo- Kansas City, who they lost to in the regular season. And, you know, up until now, you know, it's really who can stop this team. There's like... I. I personally don't think that there's anybody that can stop this team, especially the offense. You know, they show it every week. They show it. I mean, they showed it last week right now. They beat the brakes off the Buffalo Bills. So it's really, it's really up to them. Like I said last week as well, it's up to them. They'll be their own destroyer. So I'm really looking forward to the matchup, you know, with the Chiefs versus the Bucks. I can't wait to see Brady and Mahomes. Yeah, agree. But like you said, it's just that offense. You know, you can't really stop the offense. You can't. You, you just can't. No. The speedy offense. You have Tariq, Kelsey. You got Watkins coming back. You still have McCall Hardman. And then, obviously, with the running backs, the, all the threats of running backs that they have, Craig Edwards for there, and Daryl Williams, who was uh, nice after the Super Bowl run. So it was – and once you – once this team gets going, it's like they just never look back. But, you know, they obviously had some questions because they ta- their left tackle is out for the season. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I mean, the question is, can they protect Mahomes? But obviously they did, they did it perfectly to beat the Bills by 38, with 38 points. But it's like when this offense gets clicking, it's unstoppable. Right. It's unstoppable. Um, right. I mean, and the, excuse me, the Buccaneers and the Chiefs had a game in the regular season, you know, and the Chiefs beat the Bucks by three points. So hopefully that, mm-hmm. that game, that regular season game reflects in the Super Bowl. I really hope it's a tight game. <laughs> you know, uh, to be honest, if the Bucks lose, we're smoking that Tom Brady pack. We're smoking that Bucks pack, bro. I honestly... That Bucks pack going up? That Bucks pack is going up. I, I mean, like, I can appreciate Brady, but I just, I hate the man with the passion. And honestly, I want the Chiefs to win. Mahomes is such a talented player. He's so good. He deserves to win. But we'll see. But we'll see. I mean, we'll see. Mm-hmm. the game is, is within a week. And, you know, a lot can happen within a week, you know, with COVID, especially with COVID right now. And, you know, just with, um, you know, the confidence of the team, you know, the tempo, you know, who ha- who's the hotter hand. So it's really up to the team because, you know, even though I know I hate Brady, they have an elite um, offense and defense, and so does Kansas City. So it's really up to the teams to, you know, who's going to step it up to the next level, who's going to be the, the champion, who's going to be the Super Bowl, Super Bowl yeah. champion. So it's really, you know, this is, this is the last game of the season. So I really, you know, everything's on the line. Yeah, and a little bit more to what you said. I think everybody's really underappreciating, like, um, how good this game is actually going to be because obviously Mahomes and that and the offense. But I think everybody was talking so bad. Even I was talking bad about the Bucks defense. And they've showed up for the past three games. And it's like their defense is really getting going. You know, JPP and Shaq Barrett, they were terrorizing right. Aaron Rodgers the whole game. And it's like if you get that again next week for the Super Bowl. I don't, I don't think the Chiefs can really do much against them, you know? I mean, but here's the thing, you know, you want to talk about fresh legs and old legs, you know, Aaron Rodgers is 37, whereas Patrick Mahomes is uh, 
25, 24. You know, he, he's really fast. And the offense of the Chiefs is really fast. You have Tyreek Hill, who's, you know, one of the fastest person alive on cheetah. earth. Yeah, he's cheetah. Like, cheetah. He's cheetah. Yeah. You know, Travis Kelsey is, I think, the best tight end in the league. And I can, I can agree to that. He's yeah. fast. He has good hands. So it's really, it's a good game. I'm not going to lie. It's a good game. Agree. And uh, so do you want to give up a quick prediction? Quick for... prediction, yeah. Uh, this is quick, but next week we'll talk more into more in depth. Yeah, yeah, because it's Super Bowl week. So my quick prediction, I see Kansas City winning barely, but like maybe like three points. Um, barely? Barely. You're talking about how good their offense is and all this, and you're giving them three points? Yeah, but you know, look, NFL is rigged, you know. If if I die, <laughs> if, if I die tomorrow, it's because they killed me. Look, um, uh-huh. I truly believe it's because the NFL loves Brady. Brady, so they're gonna do some BS. They'll try to give the ball to Brady, whatever. But I honestly think it'll it'll be a shootout. So I honestly, but it's a high high um high score shootout. So I I want to say thirty two thirty five. Chiefs win, and um, you have Tyreek or Patrick as MVP. MVP, okay. So for me, I'm going to say that the Bucks are going to win. Oh, my God. Because, yo, I'm telling you, that defense is just clicking right now. Okay, okay. If Tom Brady can be a game manager, I think that's all you're going to need. I don't even think you need Tom Brady to be spectacular. If their defense shows up, I think Tom Brady could just game manage his way to another MVP. Or not he probably won't be MVP. It'll probably be JPP or Shaq Barrett or maybe even Devin Bush. I think Devin Bush is a stud, definitely Pro Bowl snubbed. But I'm going to say I'm going to say Bucks. I don't think it's gonna be that high scoring game. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm gonna say Bucks twenty eight, Mahomes twenty one. Wow, crazy. Wow. I mean, when you talk about Tom Brady being a game manager, you know, like you, you saw it with the Rams and the Patriots Super Bowl, you know, it was a low scoring uh, game, but somehow, you know, the Patriots won because of Tom Brady's game management, which I do give him credits. But because he's the best, you can't lie. He's not, he's the, not best. the best. I, I when, you, when you need him most is when he shows up the best. My five year old nephew is the best. Like you know, like, <laughs> he could probably outrun and outthrow him. So I'm gonna, uh, to be honest, you know, he's a good game manager, but also this Chiefs defense is fast. It's mm-hmm. smarter. They know how to win. They came back from they were down like what ten points um, last year. And so I feel like they have the experience, but then again, it's Tom Brady. So I can't really say that they're ready, but I know they're up for the challenge. Yeah. So now that we got Super Bowl and the championship games out of, out of the, we went over them. Now I want to get into the off season because there's so many crazy things going on right yep, now. Yep, yep, the yep. There's the QB frenzy where there's going to be so many QBs available by trade, by the draft. And by free agency. So watch out for the QB market, right? Yeah, so yeah. The most notable QBs are Aaron Rodgers, Deshaun Watson, Matthew Stafford, Cam Newton, Mitchell Trubisky. And that's not even talking about the loaded draft class with Zach Wilson, Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, and even Kyle Trask from Florida. So first off, I want to get into the whole Deshaun Watson saga because 
Sean Watson has officially said that he does not want to be a Houston Texan anymore. So do you think that he's going to be a Texan or do you think that he will be traded? Look, I believe Deshaun Watson is a generational player, you know? Uh-huh. Um, agree. Completely agree with that. The Texans organization is really young. You know, it started off in 2002. It's about to hit its 20-year anniversary. Um, but if you see how it deals with stars, you know, Arian Foster, um, David Carr, you forgot about these these players, and it's really like, Andre Johnson. Andre Johnson. You see, I even forgot about him. J.J. Watt, um, Brian Cushing, uh, Jadavion Clowney, you know? Oh, that was just horrible when they did to Jadavion Clowney. So it's really, this organization is just a big fan. Dysfunction. It's an L. It's a walking L. And I'm not really mad at Deshaun Watson because you know how people are like, oh, he's giving up on the franchise. Nope. I, I I would give up on the fran- franchise yeah. day one. Like I would give, I'd be on my way out. Yeah, I'd be I'd be first one out the door. So it's really um I don't blame him. He deserves better. But the thing is, um, how or what's his worth that people are or that general managers are able to afford? You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. You know, because there's talks about Deshaun Watson going to the Jets. You know, he's going to. San Francisco, Miami. Miami is is Deshaun Watson like valuable enough for Tua and a first round pick? You know, it's all this. You know, what's the price to pay? I feel like the teams are trying to figure out because you know, the Texans got rid of DeAndre Hopkins, they got rid of Tyron <laughs> Matthew, they got rid of uh, Jadavion Clowney, and now there's talk about getting rid of JJ Watt. So it's really. You know, they're starting also, from, uh, Dwayne Brown. Don't forget about Dwayne Brown. Yep, and they're starting from the bottom to the top. So it's really, you know, I would, you know, I would advise Deshaun Watson if he were to ever, ever ask for advice. Um, to, you know, to go <laughs> get, get, leave, out of there. get the bag and leave, you know, better teams that need a QB, you know, um, even like you know, the Broncos, you know, Drew Locke is not the best. You know, he's a few years behind. But if you put Deshaun Watt, you know, in that team, they'll be able to win. Yeah. All right. So let me load up into this real quick. So I agree with everything you said about the Texans being dysfunctional. Obviously, you gave up DeAndre Hopkins for, what, a second rounder and a washed up David Johnson, right? right? And David Johnson, who was averaging, what, like less than three Mm -hmm. yards per carry? Obviously, that's not going to work. He's on that horrible contract. Obviously, you know what? You have to give Arizona's GM, like, the best executive of the year for actually pulling that off. The man literally stole DeAndre Hopkins, a top three, definitely top three, arguably best wide receiver for a second rounder, a bad contract, and a washed-up running back. Insane. Insane how that happened. But back to Deshaun Watson. Um... Yes, he needs to get up out of there. You're not going to win. Right, he's there, not. You know? But but the, I think the thing that you need to think about is he just got the contract, the four-year, $156 million contract, right? So if I'm a GM for, like, Jacksonville or if I'm the Jets or if I'm Miami, I'm literally giving up two first-rounders for him because I know I'm at least getting him for four years. He's under contract for the next four years. And it's obviously not that team friendly because it's a big contract. But still, if you're getting you're getting a generational talent, 
a generational talent. I can't say that enough. Deshaun Watson was a steal at the draft because he was chosen, yep. what, 13th? They, the Bears took Mitchell Trubisky over right. Deshaun Watson, who was a proven winner. He obviously didn't win the Heisman, but he came up mm-hmm. close twice. And he even won a national championship with Clemson. So I think he's a he's a winner, you know. And you obviously should have taken him. But I think if I'm a GM, I'm pulling, I'm pulling all the strings to get him to my team because he's under contract. And I think that he's arguably, where would I put him? I think he's a top six, seven quarterback wow. in the NFL. And he was on a, on a very, very bad team. Maybe even top five. Top to five, but he's not number five. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because just yeah, there's many great quarterbacks out there, but he needs to get out of out of Texans. Hopefully, he gets he goes to a playoff. Team. I mean, Hopefully. but the question is like, what would you give up for Deshaun Watson? You know, let's say like you're the 49ers. Who would you? What would you do? Because the 49ers are a favorite to you know, trade for Deshaun, and also the Jets. So if you're the GM for for the 49ers, you know, what would you give up? Um. Well, if you're the Niners, you know you got to work with the cap, so I don't really know how that would fit. You'd have to, leave, you obviously had to give something back. But if I'm Urban Meyer and the Jaguars, I'm trading that number one pick oh, for wow. Sean Watson. As as great as everybody says, who was going to be? I mean, um, Trevor Lawrence is going to be. Everybody says Trevor Lawrence is his generational talent. But the thing is that you don't, you're not for sure what he's going to be. You know what Deshaun Watson is. You know what he is. You know what he's going to be. You can project them based off these three years, you know? Deshaun Watson is already a Pro Bowl caliber uh, quarterback. I think if I'm the Jaguars, I give that up. For but Deshaun I mean, Watson. if you think about it, the Jaguars are the same exact team that the Texans are, you know? They gave up Jalen Ramsey. Um, their defense is not even that good. Their offense is horrible. I mean, Leonard Fournette left the team, you know? So it's really, I feel like mm-hmm. that's just putting Deshaun Watson back into Houston. Well, and I, I was obviously not right. Houston, but you know, I, I just feel like there's so many other teams that are that are one quarterback away from from the playoffs or even like a championship. All right, hear me yeah. out. Here. Hear me out. Listen to this. The Jaguars are not as bad as people think they are. Obviously, they were the worst team in the league. You have the most cap space in the league with over a hundred million, right? You have the most cap space. You have Urban Meyer, who's Probably going to be a great coach. <clears throat> you still kept Josh Allen. You have Miles Jack. You have obviously um, what's the linebacker's name? Um, I forget his name. He came from UCLA. I forget his name. Oh, Miles Jack. You have him. You have Miles. No, yeah, Miles Jack. But Thomas oh, Smith. Thomas, Thomas Smith. Smith yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. I'm talking about. Thomas Smith is getting up there in age, but you still have Thomas Smith, Josh Allen, Miles Jack. Obviously, you have the most cap space. You have like three, like four, three or four picks in the first two rounds. Like that'll actually work. You'll probably have to give them up for Deshaun Watson. But if you have the most cap space in the league, you can sign some players. You can do everything to get Deshaun Watson back into the playoffs, especially in that division. So I think if you're the Jacksonville Jaguars, you got to take it, you know? To be honest, I think the place that would make sense the most is the 49ers you know i really like the team they have a great defense um and you know talking about that cap space you know you're paying Jimmy garoppolo like a max contract so i would trade deshaun watson for jimmy garoppolo and maybe a couple first rounders 
but I just feel like Deshaun Watson, it makes sense that he plays for the 49ers. I mean, there's obviously other teams that are good. You know, the Bears, I feel like they could in the run for Deshaun. Um, the Jets are obviously mm-hmm. in the run. Even the Rams, although there's talk about the Rams acquiring um, Matthew Stafford, I still see, you know, there's a lot of teams that that could, well, I feel like more than half of the NFL could <clears throat> have a pitch for the Deshaun Watson. So, so I'm, it's really, I, it's just, I'm looking forward to the future. Mm-hmm. And you brought the sub right now. You brought the Niners. And you also brought up right. the Rams. And I think I think the absolute perfect fit for both teams is this guy from Detroit, mm. Matthew Stafford. I think Matthew Stafford had mm-hmm. arguably the best arm in the NFL yep, for yep, two years, yep. right? Strongest arm, very accurate. Even Aaron Rodgers said it himself. He said that he's been doing no looks and all these fancy uh, trick throws since before even um, Mahomes got right. into the league, but he never got the credit. So I feel like he's he's on a, what, two-year, 35-40 yep. million deal, right? So he's very team friendly on his deal, and the Lions are asking for it at least. If yeah, you yeah. have Matthew Stafford in the books for two years on a team friendly deal, I think if you're the Niners or if you're the you also said the Rams, the Rams who are in win now mode, I think you take it. You take Matthew Stafford. Obviously, you obviously the Niners could take Deshaun Watson, but you don't know what you would have to give up. You would obviously have to give up too much. So. I feel like the perfect fit for the Niners would be Matt Stafford. Mm. You know, talking about the Rams, you know, when they drafted um, Jared Goff, they gave up a lot of first-round picks to move up and draft. I honestly um, mm-hmm. I honestly don't see Jared Goff in a Rams uniform next year. Maybe, mm-hmm. you know, okay, I'll give him this year. I'll also give um, Mitchell Trubisky another year. And, yeah. With the Bears? And I also see Sam Darnold giving um, – they give him another year. But – I agree. Like, I'm, yeah, Sam Darnold. It's too soon to give up on Sam Darnold, you know. But mm-hmm. agree. coming back to Jared Goff, I think the Rams should move on. They should trade for Matthew Stafford. Matthew Stafford is really good. He has a big, strong arm. He, again, he doesn't deserve to be in Detroit. Um you know, <laughs> another another, another losing team. team, another team that doesn't know how to win. The coaches fucking suck. The players are, I don't want to say trash during the NFL, but, you know, they're not good. They don't have the talent. Um, But I honestly see Matthew Stafford going to L.A. And, you know, yeah. Jared Goff finding a job elsewhere, if that's even available. Or if, you know, because he's a, you know, a system QB. He's not. Agreed. He's not mobile. He's a. Mc, he's yep. a McVay. Part. He's like a, a Brady Belichick, but he's a system QB. So and remember when they started to compare Jared Goff, McVay was Belichick and Brady. I mean, you, you, I'm, like right now, that's, that's like that's a joke right now. So I think the Rams should just move on from Jared Goff. You know. There's so many other QBs that are way better and QBs that are looking for a new home. Yeah. But the only thing about Jared Goff is who's going to take that massive right. contract, you know? So it's like wherever you're going to go, you have to throw in picks. 
But then your thing is that you don't have a first round yeah, pick. Yeah, they haven't had one. Yep. So now, so now it's like, what are you gonna do with Jared Goff if you take on a contract? You're gonna have to keep him there so you don't eat the dead money. But I don't know anybody that's willing to take on that Jared Goff yeah, contract. I agree. You know, I mean, you know, Jared Goff. You know, I mean, yeah, you got to cut him some slack for this year. He broke his. But you know, when in the Super Bowl, I don't. I hate to bring it up. He was not existing. You know, they they were only able to score three points, and that Rams offense was really good. And I don't want to discredit the Rams office and McVay because McVay is really smart. He's young. He's a great leader. He's a great coach. But the problem in LA is Jared Goff. And and I know I said this already, but they just need to move on. And I think maybe, you know, they don't have enough first round picks, but I was about to say maybe trade up in the round. I mean, the draft, but they can't because they literally have like zero first rounders. So it's a, I mean, they're going to have to stick with, Jared Goff, but they need to get rid of him. Yeah. And to add on a little bit to what you said earlier, you mentioned Mitch Trubisky. You said that you give him another year. I do. I honestly right? do because he, he's the backup to what, Nick Foles? I mean, Nick Foles is yeah. just another, I don't know, assistant QB. I mean, he had the, um, the Super Bowl run with the Eagles, but that was just like a Cinderella story. But you saw um, Nick Foles failed in Jacksonville. So, honestly, I hope Mitchell Trubisky turns out to be the QB he wants to be. Um, but it's just, you know, the NFL is like, there's no time to be like, you know, there's no time. So, it's either production now yeah. or never. Never. Yeah, but I think the thing, and now when I look back at it, it's really stupid. Like, Cam Newton was on the market. You had... Other QBs, younger QBs, better QBs that you could have traded for, you know? And you chose to you chose to take on Nick Foles four year ninety million mm-hmm. contract. Like that's absurd. You knew what he was. He showed you what he was in Jacksonville. You knew what he was prior in Philadelphia in his early years. And you really betted on Nick Foles. I just I don't understand what the Bears for an office thought. Like obviously Coach Nagy um, was his offensive coordinator in Philadelphia, but I think it was just really, really stupid from the front office to take on such big contract when you didn't even do the right thing when you had the the top ten pick and you chose Mitchell Trubisky when you passed on. Obviously, you passed on Mahomes because nobody thought Mahomes would be this good. If they would have known, he would have been chosen first. But obviously, you passed on Deshaun, and it was just. It's just like mind-boggling to me that they really messed up twice. Not once, just in the draft. They messed up twice in the trade. And well, I mean, hopefully they can make up for it and, you know, be able to secure Deshaun Watson. But, you know, what's that going to do, you know? But that defense is ready. Like, the Bears are legit, you know. Obviously, the Khalil Mack, you have um, that great defense. But I just feel like... If you get the, if you just get an above average quarterback, a decent quarterback, you can actually make a playoff run because they were what twelve and four yep. two years ago, right? And so they had the missed field goals, which costed them going into the championship yep. game. But it's like, you know, you weren't that far away. You're actually like most teams are. You're quarterback away from being a playoff team. Yep, that's true. You know, but um, 
it's just with the organization, you know, they don't know how to win. And they make bad mistakes. And um, speaking about it, speaking about, uh, you know, a team that doesn't know how to win. Well, maybe they just forgot how to win. Um, Drew Brees and the Saints. You know, there's a lot of talk about him retiring. Do you think he's going to retire? I do see him retiring only because it took him so long to make the decision last year. And to see how it ended was actually really, really sad. And I just feel like after the brutal injury where you had the broken ribs and uh, I think that, what else did he, he broke another part of his body. I forget what part. I think he yeah. his kidney, right? So I feel like after all that, you really just have to say like, I've had enough and I just, I can't do this anymore. My body just can't, you know, for all the time really just caught up to Drew Brees. And you saw it in the Bucks game. He really just couldn't mm-hmm. throw. He was, he didn't make one single throw downfield. He didn't even try to throw one time downfield to make a deep pass and it's just it's really sad to see him go out like that but I just feel like it's for the best you know props off to the man Hall of Fame career maybe arguably top five quarterback if only he would have gotten another Super Bowl you know but I think that it's time to call it it's time to I call mean it if you remember I mean in his whole career he's never won an MVP so it's like you know it's just sad to mm-hmm. see but if you're the Saints GM head coach who are, what are you doing? Yeah, Sean Payton. Excuse me. Um, who are you? You know, putting at QB? Are you putting Jameis Winston, Taysom Hill? Or are you drafting? Hey, let me yeah, tell you yeah. real quick. Look, I think Sean Payton is low key a genius. Okay. Because you remember, you remember last year when Drew Brees was going to retire, and then he put the second round tender on Taysom Hill, and then he was saying, "Oh, Taysom Hill is our starter. If Drew Brees is out, it's Taysom Hill." And he put, obviously, this first, second-round tender on Taysom Hill. But then, listen to this. This man signed Jameis Winston. Obviously, Jameis Winston came off the 30-touchdown, 30-interception 30 year, mm-hmm. career year. But I think Jameis Winston can be a starter. Oh. I still think that door is open for him. Listen to me. Listen to me. Obviously, the Bucks' offense is based on deep throws, you know, that West Coast offense. But the man could not see. He literally had LASIK surgery in the offseason so he can see better. So I think that actually is going to help him even more. I don't think Jameis Winston is that bad of a quarterback. Obviously, I think he's better than Marcus Mariota because that's a whole other discussion. That man is a bust. But <clears throat> I think I think Sean Payton is going to move forward with Jameis Winston. And I think he's the future of that, of that Saints. Uh, really? Do you think so? Yeah. I, I know for a fact... I think if you were to ask 30 coaches and GMs who they would take Jameis Winston or Taysom Hill, I think none of them say Taysom Hill. I don't think Taysom Hill is a pure passer. I think the little scheme that they put him in, the Wildcat and all that, is all fun, but it's fun and all. But I don't think he's, I don't think Taysom Hill has the talent, the arm strength, or the accuracy to be a starting QB in the NFL. I, I agree, but just Jameis, Jameis Winston, I don't, that man went 30 for 30, you know what I'm saying? He's giving out balls like, like a porn star, too. Like, honestly, dude. He's, uh, <laughs> he's playing both sides of the field. I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Major League. It's an old movie. It's a baseball movie. No? Well, one of the pitchers, you know, um, he was um, inaccurate throughout the whole season until he put on glasses. And the man started, the man started to pitch like, like he was the god. So, hopefully you're right. You know, hopefully somehow this LASIK eye surgery helps out Jameis. But I honestly do not... CMB in the future of the Saints. 
So you're saying he's bust? I think he's, he's a, a. You think he can be? I QB? think Marcus Mariota deserves another try rather than him. I mean, he's with the Raiders right now. John Gruden, you know, poor Derek Carr can't get a break. But <laughs> Jared Goff is gonna. He's no more, bro. He's gonna be like his brother, you know. But it's really, it's just Fuck. sad to see, bro. You really want these QBs to succeed, but damn, it just, you know, it's sad. But what do you think? You think Breeze can give it another year, or do you think he's I, better off retiring? Who, Breeze or Brady? Breeze. Think he's better off staying off the field, to be honest. <laughs> like, bro, like, like, uh, like with he, all the love in my heart, bro, just, you know. Just stay off the field, please, dog. Like, hang it up. But it, it was just so sad to see him go. Yeah, like that's that, the frustrating part. Like, like you, re- you want these QBs to go off with winning the Super Bowl, like just like Peyton Manning. But it's not, it's not the same for every situation. So you know, I really want to see him in the field and win the Super Bowl, maybe even an MVP. But I don't think it's gonna happen. Yeah, but I think the theme is. Okay, let me give you a hypothetical okay. real quick, okay? So, obviously, they didn't make it because of the Minnesota miracle. What was that? Three yeah. years ago, right? When Stephon Diggs caught the pass and the safety just... That horrible angle and the horrible tackle on Stephon Diggs, and then you lose the game. Obviously, it happens, you know, but that's your fault. But then the year after, it was the horrible pass interference oh. call. The one that... The, yeah, the blading call that wasn't called. So... The hypothetical is, do you think that if it would have been the Saints instead of the Rams in the Super Bowl, you think they could have beat the Patriots? Um, that would have been a better matchup. And yeah, they, they should have. They could have. You think Drew Brees could have beat Bill Belichick in the in Yeah, Drew Brees would have fucking dropped like bombs like it was Nagasaki, bro. Like it would have <laughs> been a war torn country and wherever the Super Bowl was in Atlanta, wherever it was. To be honest, that you know, I like talking about hypotheticals, but you know what happened, happened and you just gotta keep on moving on. And for Drew Brees, you know, he wasn't able to win the MVP in his career. He only won one Super Bowl, so it's really it's sad to see your you know your QB go like that. But. Definitely first ballot Hall of Famer, right? Yeah, Hall of Famer, without a doubt. Um, oh, speaking first ballot, first ballot. Yeah, speaking about the Hall of Fame, is Philip Rivers a Hall of Famer? Oh, he he All just right. retired recently. You know, he only had one season with the Colts. Is he a Hall of Famer? I'm going to say yes okay. because he's fifth all time, right, in passing yards, passing yards, um, passing touchdowns. And something else I forgot. I posted it on our on our Twitter. If you guys want to go follow us, the Block Sports, you know, shout out. But um, mm-hmm. uh, like you said, yeah, he is um five in passing yards, top five in passing TDs, um, eight time Pro Bowler. He's one comeback player of 2013. But other than that, like what he hasn't been to the Super Bowl. He hasn't won an MVP. So. Is that really enough to carry him in Hall of Fame? I think based off the numbers, he is a Hall of Famer. But I think the the this is the part that nobody's talking about, okay? This man came up at the same time as Peyton Manning, prime Peyton Manning with Colts. 
he came up at the same time as Tom Brady, prime Tom Brady, when Bill Belichick and him were um, going to the Super Bowls. And then he even came, later on in the career, you know, he came up with um, Mahomes and he also came up with Drew Brees. And, you know, I think it's like, I think he's a, he was really a pure passer. He's that prototypical uh, old a QB that everybody would look for back in the day, you know, where it was a pure pocket passer or the strong arm and everything. But I just feel like he really came up at the wrong time and, you know, a great career. Hats off to him. Never got to the Super Bowl. And the one time he did get to the AFC Championship game is when he tore his ACL and he had to play with a tour right, ACL right. against the 16-0 against the Patriots. So it's like, Maybe he could have pulled that off if he was 100% healthy. But, um, again, it's a hypothetical. But I think he probably won't be first ballot. It'll probably take him a few years to get in. But I think he'll get in one, one day. One day. Hopefully one day. But, I mean, I do agree. He's a great player. But, you know, the Hall of Fame is a it's a stats thing. So I don't think he has to worry about, you know, winning a Super Bowl. I mean, look at Dan Marino. There's a lot of other Cuban players that haven't won a Super Bowl. So it's mm-hmm. really... I see him in the in the Hall of Fame, just not uh, like you said, but I definitely do see him in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, but you know, Chargers tried their best to do everything, and he, you know, even in the later years, had a really good team. You know, you obviously had Antonio Gates, definitely top, maybe even top five tight end of all time. But it was just came up at the wrong time, wrong era. You know? Yo, honestly, if you're a Chargers fan, like. Uh, I feel sorry for you, dude. Like, 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 seek help, seek help, bro. Like, honestly, just stop, like, <laughs> just stop, bro. Just like give up on life or something. No, in all seriousness, though, you know, it sucks to be a Chargers <laughs> fan. You know, you see your team from San Diego move up to LA where they're not even loved or they're not even, there's no fans, there's no Charger fans. You know, I went to a Chargers game like I think two years ago with a couple of buddies of mine, and mm-hmm. you know, empty, huh? empty. It was, it was the other team's home game, basically. So, you know, they they do have a bright future with um, Justin Herbert, which is, you know, he should win Offensive Rookie of the Year. But as of now, the Chargers, do you think they should retire Philip Rivers' um, jersey? Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely when I think of the Chargers, I think of him and Antonio Leeds. Uh, I mean, obviously, LeDamian Thomason too, but I feel like when you think of Charger QB, I think Rivers, he's, he's the one. I think of and um, Ryan Leaf, even though he was uh, <laughs> a fucking bust. But, bust, yeah. But you know, you the duo, like you said, Antonio Gates and Philip Rivers. You know, it's iconic, it's historic, and there's. I don't feel like that's almost like Mahomes and Travis Kelsey type. You know, that yep. is. But not yet to Tom Brady and Gronk, though. Don't don't forget them. I fucking hate Tom Brady. <laughs> Tom Brady, if you're listening, go kiss your kids, bro. <laughs> Why so salty? Dude, uh, that man just, every time I look at him, dude, I just want to like, slap him. Also, Gronk, hey. Gronk looks like a fucking, like a 30-year-old Italian dad, bro. Like, you could straight up tell uh, he's from, like, the East Coast. Yeah, that's true. Group Buffalo, I think. Mm, you sure? Yeah, Buffalo, New York. Oh, uh, yeah, you would know. Fucking Patriots fan. <laughs> Speaking of the Patriots, last topic that we're going to be talking about, um, 
Do you think Cam Newton has what it takes to be a starting QB in the NFL? I think Cam Newton has the potential to be comeback player of the year, MVP, Super Bowl, um, Super Bowl winner. You think so? I think so. Um, this season also didn't, didn't show that, obviously. But it's because, you know, it, it's been a while since he's played. So, he, of course, the wheels are going to be a little bit rusty. Um, yeah. Some things won't be able to click as fast as, you know, the NFL wants it or the Patriots want it. But mm-hmm. I do see Cam Newton having a bright future. It, this is not the end of Cam Newton. It's, you know, minor setbacks for a major comeback. So I honestly see, I, although maybe I do not see Cam Newton playing for the Patriots, I do see him winning a Super Bowl and mm-hmm. winning come the year. Okay. And to a little bit more context to what you said, obviously the Patriots were, the offense was just horrible. You know, they ranked less, they ranked least in tight ends. Obviously, they're uh, 32nd in tight ends. They separate their wide receivers. They had no separation, ranked dead last in the NFL. Oh. And your best receiver was a first-round pick who's labeled as a bust. So really, what does that say? And, you know, your O-line, your center was out for the whole year. Your tackles were on and off. And it was just, I think it was a really bad situation. But I think that Cam Newton gets a lot of blame when it's not really all his. Because obviously, when it, Tom Brady left the Patriots for a reason, that there was not much going there. Yeah. And obviously, he had his flashes, like with the Seahawks game. You had the flashes of greatness but I think that you know even if he goes to Washington I think that he can get that team into the playoffs and maybe even become a great player again but I think everybody's writing him off for that bad season and I just feel like he has a lot of talent he works hard and I think that he will he has the talent and he can be a starting quarterback for any team I I I agree I agree but I just don't think it's Washington I think Ron Rivera I mean, yeah, you have Ron Rivera, but you know, do you Terry, do you Terry McLaurin? Yeah, yeah, but do you agree with what Washington did to um, Dwayne Haskins? You mean how they released him? Yeah, yeah how they like I, I don't want to say gave up on him, but you know they kind of gave up on the man. Like it was like his second year, was well, second year right or first year? Second, second year, and he already gave up. But 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 it was the off field issues, you know. The, the breaking the protocol and all that, that's really something that you don't want. And, you know, and when he did play, he was really not that good. And obviously there were question marks of him at Ohio State. So I think that is, so you had to go your separate ways, you know, maybe he'll find a home somewhere else, but I feel like everything that tied into it, it wasn't just on the field, it was off the field too. Yeah. Um, there's like talks of him like at a strip club, right? Breaking COVID yeah, pro- breaking pro- protocol. Yeah. Uh, you know that is you know as a especially as a second year player and you really don't have a name in the league. Yeah, that's gonna get you in trouble. But you know, it's just he has a bright future. And I look, I'm an optimistic guy. I always like giving a second chance. Yeah, I just really hope that he learns from his his mistake and continues to play in the league because he's a he's a good player. You know, you saw we saw him ball out. And Ohio State, so you know, hopefully that bright future in the NFL. Agree. You always want to wish the best for everybody. You know, you never want to pronounce someone's downfall. So hopefully he gets his act together and maybe even gets a shot again as a or 
maybe not even as a shot again, but maybe just as a shot to compete for a starting QB spot, you know? Yeah, the only people who I prayed downfall on Patrick Beverly and Tom Brady. <laughs> uh, I hate those two guys with a passion. Hey, first team on defense. He tells you every time. Oh, dude, I literally hate Patrick Beverly, dude. Like, that shit frustrates me. Yeah. So, is there any things you want to leave off with? Any takes? Anything? Any takes? Any hot takes? Hmm. Any hot takes I want to leave off? Um, okay, let's do hot takes and cold takes. So, um, the blog, the blog sports podcast is better than ESPN. Agreed. And, Everyone knows that. And the cold take is that Tom Brady will win. Oh, but that's also a hot take because I feel like people are, yeah. Um, Sammy Watkins would win a uh, Super Bowl MVP. <laughs> Out of all the weapons. Sammy Watkins. Sammy Watkins. Watkins. All right. Well, thanks everyone for listening to our second episode. Hopefully you enjoyed it. Uh, Next week is going to be our NBA episode, so that's going to be lots of fun. So stay tuned for that one. Yes, sir. um, Thanks for tuning in and see you on the blog next time. Peace.